0: Bismillah rahman rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa, wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa Ashabi ajma'in, amma ba'd. Allah Tabarak wa ta'ala in Qur'an Sharif and in different riwayat, Nabi alayhi salatu wa explains, specifically to his ummatab of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that when he came to the tests and the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he came in different ways and because of different reasons. As we mentioned before, that different nations were destroyed because of different sins that were prevalent amongst them. Shuaib alayhi the Salatu nation was destroyed because of their cheating. When it came to business, measuring weight, whereas now giving goods, when it comes to weight, also a person weighs less and charges more. So all these different reasons were found in the ummas before. Whether they had pride, they had incorrect yaqeen upon their strength, upon their numbers. No, alayhi Salatu nation, they had pride over there. Long age. When it came to Qom Qom it came upon the Fakhar the pride upon the strength and the power and might. Because of these reasons, they broke the command of Allah Taala. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala destroyed them completely. Do you see anybody Thereafter, after behind? behind Is Anybody standing? There's no one left thereafter So all these nations put together, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Relates to us in Qur'an Sharif, the reasons for their destruction. They had incorrect yaqeen, conviction upon different things in their lives. Because of the incorrect yaqeen, they disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed them from the face of the earth. So Nabi alayhi salatu warned the ummah, that check every facet of your life, check every department of your life, that your yaqeen... Is not stuck over there because of which you break the command of Allah. Whether willingly, unwillingly, knowingly, unknowingly, now you're breaking the command of Allah, so beware, be careful. We started discussing this kitab, so a few points from this kitab also regards to our monetary dealings. We find the Ummah of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam not so careful in regards, not so cautious in regards to the monetary dealings. Whether I'm doing a deal, whether it's correct, whether it's incorrect. And we know that the evil outcome, the unfortunate outcome of when a person earns his wealth in an incorrect manner, then the Hadith Sharif says a person can be going for hajj also. He's in ihram, he's saying Telbiya tal- tal- l- alabyk, Nadia of Muzalifa, he's in ihram, he saying Talbiya, he raises his hands and he makes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says, Ya Rab, Ya Rab Umaya Allah, Umayya Allah. Nabi SAW says that where will his dua be accepted whereas his clothes is haram, his drink is haram, his food is haram. From head to toe, he is in haram because of his incorrect earnings. Just because of that. He is doing all the best of ibadah, but duas are not accepted. So In this kitab, ulama explain that a person the knowledge he should be having in regards to his business, he should be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. he should have taqwa, and he should know the basic laws of business. So that when it comes to his earning is absolutely halal, is nothing impermissible in regards to his wealth. Imam Ghazali says, It is compulsory upon every Muslim who is involved in earning a livelihood to, earn, to learn the laws of buying and selling. When we say the seeking of knowledge is a duty, we also mean knowledge of trade, business, etc. Those in service and employment should know the laws applicable to them. And those working for a living should know the laws pertaining to them. It is the responsibility of every professional, academic, trader, farmer, therapist, employer, and employee to be acquainted with the rules of his occupation. This is farz upon every single person. Like how they say that seek your neighbor before you seek the street. They look at who your neighbor is before you buy that house. Don't move into that house and then see I've got some troublesome neighbors. I've got a problem. So before you start, that's why we have sons in our homes or grandsons in our homes. We know how many years they are spending in school before they can go into a career. Tell them first learn the laws of it. At least take out one gap here. Go to give you Give your months in the path of Allah. Become Allah conscious. Before I get into dunya right now, become Allah conscious and now I'm aware. I'm afraid that I don't do the wrong thing. Through knowledge they will become aware. And also my dear brothers, we say take the gap here is is very, very important. To understand now when it comes to our deen, many of our youngsters, and as we always say, there's no problem with educating ourselves as long as the command of Allah is not broken. I'm say learning geography, learning science, this is actually educating yourself on the workings of Allah. How may Allah operates the entire system of the world. But learn all of this, but... On top of everything is my Allah is doing all of this. Not just purely for the science only. When it comes to medicine, whatever science it may be. Right on the top is Allah is doing all of this. I'm learning the system of Allah to get the ma'rifat of Allah. The more ma'rifat of Allah, the more recognition of Allah, then the more ibadat will come into my life. So when it comes to learning the laws of whatever my occupation will be, my career will be, learn the laws first. We say to the youngsters, after your matric, take out that one year. Give your four months in the path of Allah. Become Allah conscious. There is no loss whatsoever. There is no loss of time also. Many four months are just passing like that. Go to ulama there after. thereafter. Spend time in the company of the pious. So that my heart becomes clean and clear before I get into marriage also, before I get into a career. Learn my deen correctly. When a youngster is about the history, he wants to get into dunya. So we always say, remember, dunya is always there. It will not go away. A person we hear is starting a career, a business at the age of 30, 40, 50. He says, i got to start all over again. Dunya is always waiting. It's not going anywhere. But when it comes to deen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has what we say like a window period, expiry date. There's now the time when you're free. Your father said, prepared now to take care of you for the next six years of five years, because you're going to study, just add one more year. Add one more year, get my dean. Get my dean in that one gap year so to say. Because you know at 35 and 40 or 25 and 30, a young man is not going to take out time to sit one year in a madrasa now. He's not going to go to Darulum after he got his career. After he has his certification, he has his degree. He's not going to take out that one year now. I already have it, I need to start working. Even his father will say, no, you've got to start working, you can't sit at home. You've got your degree already. But before that, now he tells any parent, son has to tell him, or oh, he should be, that I want to take a gap year to learn my deen, which father will say no. So we as fathers should encourage them, that now you finish your matri. Go do your foremars. I didn't get a chance in my life. At least you will get into a certain line of deen. You will become Allah conscious. Go sit sit with those that are pious for the rest of your life now you choose the right spouse also, you, then your children's tarbiyat, you'll have the immediate importance of deen in your life. So that one year is very, very important. We should understand this when it comes to them. And when it comes to that age of this, also Ulama Ikram explained, that when it comes to the hifz of our children, is not something which is wajib or fard now, what I am saying. But they say by at least 13, 14, that the young boy should finish his hifz of Qur'an Sharif. Because they say, By 13, 14, the young boy still listens to his parents. From 13, 14 onwards now, he listens to his friends. Then you see, my young son, I can't tell him much now. He's got a mind of his own. And they say, from 18 onwards, he listens to nobody. Until he gets married. They say, by then, now, he should be already on the right line. But that 18 is the most crucial time of his life. Most crucial time, from 1825, twenty-five, Allah say, most crucial time. Allah Taala has given us two mechanisms, we're going a bit off the topic. But two mechanisms Allah Ta'ala has given us, mashwara and istikhara. A dead young boy isn't making mashwara with any senior alim or a senior person in the home who has a success story. What do you say success story? If you're going to go into a medicine, is you going to go into a pharmacy, whatever it may be, See in your line that you want to go into who has a success story. Meaning that in that line of his, he secured his deen and his dunya. Ask him how he did it. If he went to varsity and he got his deen also, his protection was there, ask him how he did it. So mashwara is very important at that age. Many a person comes 40, 45, 50. That things didn't work out for me in my life. I've got to start all over again. The first question we put to them, at age 18, when you wanted to get into dunya, who did you make mashwara with? He said, I was the boss, I didn't ask anybody. I wanted to go my own direction. Did you make istikhara? No. Allah has given us two powerful tools. So sooner or later in your life, you will have to come to make mashwara. The time will come that make mashwara now. Then the alim will say, now you make mashwara, now make istikhara. If you made it 20 years before, 25 years before, and Allah Ta'ala gave you the opportunity in your lifetime, then make the mashwara now. That's where we should be steering our youngsters by that age already. Keep in contact with some alim, with some pious person. Make mashwara with him, make istikhara with him. The person who will make mashwara, istikhara, the hadith sharif says he will never regret, he will never suffer a loss. He will never regret in his life, he will never suffer a loss. Because now he's tapping into the unseen, unseen system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's doing it the right way. Before he gets into business also, father needs him in the business. He you oh know, my son, take out one year, go and learn first. Possibly we're doing things wrong all these years. Now you go and learn the Masahid. At least have a contact with someone. At least some alim, now you got him on speed dial or WhatsApp. Anything now we need to know, contact him. So are doing it the right way. So that age is very crucial for our youngsters, to get them on the right line, because we know the day we're not here, we later on in life somehow, we got this ihsas, and we've got this feeling, about my salah, about my Quran, I have to go in the path of Allah, I keep contact with the my ikram, if only I did this, out 20 years before, 25 years before. So it shouldn't be now, I'm looking more in the face, and I'm worried, the Allah, i got 20 years of qaza, I've got 25 years of qaza, so many fasts, I missed in my life. At least save our children from that. Put them on the right line. Let them contact Ulama Ikram. Push them in that direction. Keep contact. So we have these two tools Allah Ta'ala has given us at that age, between 18 and 25. They do it then, this Allah Taala system. In the rest of their life, you know they are covered. When it comes to their Rosie, their family life, their children, they already have a direction in life. So when it comes to knowledge of business, it is very, very important as we mentioned over here. A person may say, I will not seek knowledge beforehand. I will wait for such a time that a special occasion arises, then I will ask the ulama ikram. Such a person should be answered in this manner, when you do not have basic knowledge of the laws and the things which cause trade contracts to become null and void, then how will you know when it is necessary for you to ask about their permissibility or otherwise? So go before that and ask ulama ikram, should I do it this way, should I do it that way? And remember, we are not looking at figures, look at the barkat in it. Barkat means that it will come with honor. Wealth must come with honor, with izzat, not with dhillat. It must come with honor, not that at the expense of my deen, at the loss of my salah, at the loss of my respect, my self-honor. That I got such a job now, such a career, that my self-honor also is at stake. So it must come with izzat, it must come with barkat. that now it brings happiness in my home. The roses that I bring in my home also, is such that it me on into the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is not taking me away from the house of Allah. Is that taking me away from the avenues of Deen? It's taking me towards the avenues of Deen? That is now halal rozi. When it's coming to my life with barakat, that I can see because of this, even my young son at a young age, is prepared to wake up for fajr salah, I come to the masjid with me. Barakat of halal rozi. That I have my, my kids with me, they're moving with me in the correct direction. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the week to do that pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah wa happy. Subhanallah.